But we have got in the studio, can I call you television New Zealand cricket commentator, <laughs> Paul Allison? <coughs> Paul, I know that uh, you, kn- you know more about rugby than any man I know, and that's including Keith Quinn. You're an encyclopedia, and I know you're an athletics expert. You're a former New Zealand marathon running champion yourself, but I didn't know you knew anything about cricket. <laughs> I'm not sure I do, Jamie. <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun covering cricket over the summer months. It's been a lot harder than I thought it might be, but um, hopefully the ratings haven't dropped too much around TVNZ+. Well, is Ian Smith listening to you? <laughs> we won't go there. I'm not sure what the coverage they get across there in Australia with the Big Bash. Okay. Hey, um, let's welcome in our special guest. He's missed the bus in the town from Wakawaiti, where he lives just up the road, Dick Taylor. Hello, Dick. 50 years on, and you've been celebrating this race for 50 years. Great to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. And uh, I was actually going to jump on a rail car, but apparently rail car don't go through Wakawaiti anymore, so... Uh, <laughs> And then I was going to grab a road services bus, and none of them around either. So um, I've got some friends staying, so uh, they're having a walk on the beach and talking to my friends, the seagulls. So we'll be heading into town um, probably next within the next hour or so. Well, you've got a sort of a it's a gathering of royalty. Any, actually, anyone can come along, can't they, Paul? Three yeah. o'clock at three o'clock at Emerson. Three o'clock it kicks off, and uh, the gun will go off for three fifteen when the starting time exactly to the minute. Back 50 years ago to the day. Yeah, okay. You and I are going to share our memories of the race. We weren't running in it. And if if we were, you would be well ahead of me and Dick would be ahead of you. But Dick Taylor, today's all about you. And I know you've told the story a hundred times, but it's worth telling 101 times uh, because it's such a great story. What, what are your abiding memories of that day? Because you became effectively in just over 27 minutes, 28 minutes, just under 28 minutes, a New Zealand folk hero. Yeah, I was lucky, Jamie. I think um, being, a, being a Kiwi, and I remember Peter Snell said before the race, he came and spoke to me, but he arranged that and come to the warm-up area and talk to me. And he said, uh, Richard, I was still Richard at that stage, um, it's going to be special for you today. Um, Arthur... You've got the best coach in the world. You've just run your past fastest mile four days ago, 3.57. Um, and he said, you're at home. And he said, you know, Murray Halberg and I, we we got gold medals at the Olympics, but we, we didn't do it at home. And so today, Richard, you're going to do it at home. So you're going to have a lot of most, – most of people out there are going to be supporting you. So it'll be a good day for you today. So all that I was known, that he had told me the night before, that I had to run 27.45, and, and Liddy was wrong with 27.46.4, but um, I'll let him off with that. But I, I just get out, got out there and ran that time, and in doing so, I was lucky enough to win. Arthur Lydia knew you were going to win. Did you believe in your heart of hearts before you started that you could win? <sighs> Arthur never, Jamie, Arthur never spoke to me about winning the race, so... I didn't have that pressure on it. All he was wanting me to do was just run that time. So, and I felt I could do it. Now, I'm not sort of skiting saying that, but he just got me in the frame of mind that um, get out and do it. And um, and he said, you know, payback time. You know, the country being good to you. 1970, Edinburgh, and I failed. Munich, 72, failed. Um, running the best wasn't the best, but you know, he's going to get you ready today, and you're going to go a New Zealand record, a Commonwealth Games record, but he never said you're going to win. But, and I reckon that was wonderful, that, because the pressure was right off me. I just got out there and 
and did my bit, so to say. Well, Arthur Lydiard had set you basically a pace to run for the whole race, and Paul Allison knows a lot more about running than I do. I'll bring you in, Paul, but at one stage, Dick was something like 80 metres off the the pace, but it was a bit like, uh, was it Sergeant Schultz? Don't panic, don't panic. Um, That's Mr Mannering. Jonesy and Mr Mannering. I'm getting getting my classic comedies confused. Sorry, I should know that you would correct me on that one. But, I mean, it's when, when, when the leader's 80 metres in front of you, I mean, it must take a lot of self-belief to still run at the schedule that uh, Arthur Liddy had told you to run at. Well, you look back on the old footage of that race, and I've seen it a few times now. It's a bit grainy, though, Dick, to be fair. Like all of us, it sort of doesn't age as well as it could. But you look at it, and it was a surging pace. It, it wasn't an even pace. And you look at Dick's split halfway through, he was almost perfectly on the same split for the second half as he was on the first half. So he ran evenly paced, but the pace at the front was surging and was all over the place with the Kenyans and David Black and David Bedford and the two English and so Dick ran a sensible race and well within his capabilities and that's why he ended up at the front of the field. Dick, we're going to relive the race and and talk to some of your mates and Farmer Tom, who I caught up with a wee bit earlier uh, in the morning uh, in the UK. But my favourite part of the story is the fact that what happened in the changing rooms uh, before you went out there, before you went under the tunnel onto the track, because Arthur Lydiard had basically predicted two almost exact precision, what was going to happen in the changing rooms. Do you want to talk us through that? Oh, yeah, he just, you know, he just told me to look at the opposition. And he said, they'll be, they'll be, you know, they won't be comfortable. They'll hardly be able to do up their shoes. He said, even the Kenyans will be white. Um, and, and, you know, and I looked and couldn't believe he's the top distant runners in the world, including a world record holder, and they were a mess. None of them were, you know... And I was sort of sitting there and thinking, you know, maybe I should start getting nervous. Um, they just didn't seem to be in control of things. Um, they were all shaky, and, and, and of course, other people getting nervous as well. And I just sort of sat there and did my shoes up, and, and oh, let's get on with it. It was uncanny, uncanny. Exactly, and they had a hot favourite, the Englishman, uh, Paul Allison, David Bedford. Yeah, David Bedford was the world record holder at the time, and I saw a press conference on the old archives recently where the British management team actually had a press conference just for David Bedford with the media in New Zealand and all the overseas journalists as well to take the pressure off him. said, this is the only time this man needs to concentrate on a job to do um, on the Friday afternoon. And so they tried to sort of protect him from a, from the, all the hype in the media because all the pressure was on him numbers on Dick. Okay Dick, just before we go to the break, uh, this is a rural program. Did I overhype it by calling you a South Canterbury potato grower? Honoured uh, to be called that because I, I was once and um, yeah, if the dad was still alive and if my brother's listening, um, yeah, and his boys, uh, Michael and Nicholas Taylor they still grow spuds but they're better out than what we were many years ago. They got to call a bit of gear and that sort of thing. Um but yeah, it's nice to be known as a former uh, um, potato grower. Dick, what was your uh, fa- what was your favourite variety? Um, well, actually, Ruhr was, and Ruhr's not many Ruhrs around now. Ruhr and Kennybeck, Kennybeck Dad um, was mad on a, a variety called Kennybeck. Well, there you go. 50 years ago, we're celebrating, commemorating Dick Taylor's magnificent victory in the 10,000 metres at the Commonwealth Games. Day one, he set the games alight.